Shady Pines Guys, Dwayne and Steve. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shady Pines Guys with Steve and Dwayne. I'm Steve. And I'm Dwayne. And on today's show, we've got lots of stuff for you. We've packed a lot in. Uh, we'll have entertainment news. We're going to have music gems with Dwayne. And uh, as the bat turns, some soap dish. And we'll be discussing Cher, Diana Ross, Madonna, Rihanna, Julie Newmar, and a whole lot more. So um, how you doing today, Dwayne? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Things are pretty good. Pretty good. We've had wonderful, lovely weather here. I'm sure you're having lovely weather there. It's been beautiful the last few days here. It certainly has. It's like springtime already here in Florida. Yes, same here, and it's it's about damn time. <laughs> oh, you, I you you don't have to tell me that. I I I hate cold weather. I know, and we both we both live in areas where we don't have to experience it that much. But we've had our more than our fair share this uh, this last couple of months here. I feel the same way. Any day that it's under 74, so it's too cold for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. Well, I'll uh, I'll jump right into entertainment news today. Um, you know, uh, Rihanna performed at the Super Bowl halftime show recently. Uh, mm-hmm. She o- the opening. She was high in the air, singing her "Bitch Better Have My Money" song, dancing around high on that platform. Uh, immediately, people jumped online as they do commenting about her weight her frumpy clothes and she wasn't moving around too much all the usual judgmental stuff that they do and of course her manager announced afterward that rihanna was pregnant but pregnant or not why do people have to be so judgmental about a woman's body first off she's a singer what her what do her looks have to do with that she sings brilliantly uh also uh she she's a billionaire business owning grammy winning singer on stage and the headlines are about her weight that doesn't make any sense to me this happens doesn't happen to male performers elton john recently you know wrapped up his uh tour last u.s tour here in the u.s and uh his last performance of good goodbye yellow brick road was aired uh on the internet and everything and uh People weren't jumping online saying, oh, look at this old, overweight, white guy sitting at his piano, not moving. You know, like he, he's not dancing around the stage. Uh, there's definitely a double standard, I feel. And sadly, lots of the attacks on Rihanna came from other women, which burns me up even more. But but as I said, she she's a Grammy winning billionaire business owner mother. She don't care what y'all think anyways. <laughs> 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 and speaking of people who don't care what y'all think, Madonna was also been in the news for almost the same type of thing. Her recent appearance at the Grammys was has garnered nasty internet talk about her looks. Yes, Madonna doesn't look like the Madonna of the 80s or the 90s or even the 2000s, but neither do I or most of us. Uh, she's always been attacked throughout her career. Back in the 80s, people said she was too risque, slutty, she was too sexual, and they've been attacking her ever since. I will say that she has a unique look, one that I wouldn't pick for myself, but that's her business and that's her decision. She's not hurting anybody by looking the way she does. In fact, she's empowering people, particularly women, to be who they want to be, not what others think you should be. Now, Madonna had a great statement about the whole thing. She said, the world is threatened by my power and my stamina, my intelligence and my will to survive, but they will never break me. This is all the test. 
and again, male performers don't get the same treatment. There's a, a video going around of the wonderful Smokey Robinson, who's 82 years old, and uh, he's dancing and singing. You would you would know that he's 82 years old. It looks like looks like 40 years ago. And the headline doesn't is are that's out there is saying, look at this. He's 82 and he's still got it. That's how the headline should be, and that's how it should be with Madonna. What do you think about that, Dwayne? <laughs> well, I think mostly everyone was taken aback by Madonna's appearance. She does look different than she used to look, although Madonna has always been known for affecting different looks and changes over the over her career. I mean, she's never kept one look particularly mm -hmm. long. And this look was a little different. Her um, eyebrows were were almost non-existent, which kind of gives it a, a, a different kind of look. We're used to seeing people mm. with eyebrows. And yeah. when you see someone that doesn't have it, it looks odd. I wouldn't have chose that hairstyle either, but that's a, just a matter of taste. Madonna's at an age now where she needs to highlight her beauty and, and pick hairstyles that are accommodating to someone of her age that might that outfit cut that hairdo might have been appropriate for someone in their 20s but not someone who's in their 60s and Madonna's still very beautiful I think it's just the hair and the eyebrows and it looking so different people were taken aback buy it so you know i still follow her i have all of her albums i wish her the best yes yeah i think yes yeah, it's, it's not a style i would pick but she can pick hers she's exactly. not telling me how to dress <laughs> exactly. although i you know what though i probably would do a lot better if i did <laughs> if she were telling me how to dress <laughs> and uh and on the same note it's the same type of thing here for entertainment news uh share has been calling causing a lot of buzz lately about her new boyfriend uh rumored uh fiance alexander edwards who is 40 years her junior now, they've been photographed all over at various parties together, and they appear to be having a great time together. I think they look cute together myself. Cher told Kelly Clarkson that on paper, it's kind of ridiculous, but in real life, we get along great. He's fabulous, and I don't give men qualities that they don't deserve. Cher has endured criticism her whole career, too, from her looks to her behavior. She has been defiant and outspoken of her critics and says there are 20-year-old girls who can't do what I do. I'd like to add there are grown-ass men who can't do what she does. And again, when the tables are turned, the men don't catch the same crap. Harrison Ford is 22 years older than his wife, Calista Flockhart. Nobody badmouths him for being with a much younger woman. They've been together for 21 years now, which is longer than most people's marriages. And uh, But let's judge Cher and her young boyfriend because she's Cher. And I think that's it, just like it is with Madonna and Rihanna. It's it's a uh, sexist-based thing. And I think in particular, when you get to Cher, she has been so bold and fights back when, you know, when they come at her that she's she's kind of a, a – she's got a big target on her because of that. Yes. Well, you know, I've been a fan of Cher ever since I was a small child. Her and Sonny had their TV show on, and I fell in love with Cher. I was probably one of the few people that was happy when – they split up and Cher had her own show and Sonny had his. And 
I was thrilled because now I could see much more of Cher and didn't have to share the time with Sonny. So I've been <laughs> a fan a long time. And she's been through a lot of breakups with men in her life and, and uh, lost out at love. And she lost her mom, Georgia Holt, here just a short mm. time ago. And I understand that Cher's mom had been ill for quite some time and I've been dealing with something like that myself and I can understand how hard it is when you have someone ill that you love and you have to take care of. I think it's time Cher got some happiness myself. So if she has found happiness with this young man, I'm more than thrilled for her and I don't care what other people think about it. And I know Cher doesn't either. I'm just thrilled for her that she's happy and, and, uh, found somebody to love we should all be that lucky yes we should yes we should and, and he he's lucky to find her too absolutely and also today in inter entertainment news i would like to mention it's been the anniversary of the passing of whitney houston she's been gone 11 years it was february 11th and i would also like to share with everyone that they are putting out a new gospel cd of Whitney. Some of the new tracks were taken from television appearances, and they're also going to put a DVD with these TV appearances on it as well at the same time. So although she may be gone, her music lives on, and I know I, for one, will gladly go out and buy the CD and the DVD both. Uh, uh, Dwayne, I want to tell you, I, I picked my celebrity counter encounter today um i was basing it on who we were speaking about unfortunately i never got to meet madonna or share though i've seen them in concert but i did get to meet uh, a young rihanna and uh this was years ago uh when uh, when recording artists are brand new their record company will do lots of things to promote them and one of those things is they'll send them around the country to various radio stations to do lots of interviews promote their new song and their album, meet people and hoping to garter interest, kind of like a grassroots thing, you know? Yes. And, uh, in 2005, one of the stations that I was working for had a visit from the unknown singer named Rihanna. And uh, the record rep brought her in one morning to be interviewed on the morning show. And they also played her, their new song at the time. I hope I say this right, Pawn to Replay. And uh, she was a pretty young lady. I can remember that. She was wearing cut off jean shorts, a blouse and a vest. Her hair was pulled back and she had uh, hardly had any makeup on at all, but just really, really a pretty girl. She was uh, welcoming, but seemed a little kind of shy and quiet or maybe more reserved. Uh, she was about my height. I'm 6'2", but she also has some really high heels on. And uh, she moved around in those effortlessly, but I'm thinking she was probably about 5'8". For real okay so we had a contest for winners to come to the station to meet her and to eat lunch with her she was uh, very gracious when being introduced by her record rep and i can remember when she was introduced to us she would repeat your name so she's like hi steve nice to meet you she did that with each one of us and uh, uh when people do that it does make you feel like that person appreciates that moment because a lot of times they're just kind of like they nod at you and go on their way so uh, it was nice that she acknowledges your existence <laughs> while you're standing there. Yes. Um, so I don't know how she is today, but she 
seemed genuinely friendly and appreciative. So I would bet she's still that friendly person to her fans these days. Um, after her morning show interview, we were escorted her downstairs to our break room area where we had pizza from a local restaurant that made New York style pizza. And she was going to hang out and meet these people that were down there eating their lunch. Most of the time at these events, the artists will either eat in private or they won't eat at all. Well, Rihanna was answering questions and mingling with people. She grabbed some pizza and was eating it up. She <laughs> said, I, I love New York pizza. And she was very attentive to each of the fans that were there. She took tons of pictures and after it was over, we were all walking her out to her the vehicle that she was traveling in. And she said, guys, we didn't get a picture together. So the record rep said, well, we don't have time for lots of pics. We need to get going. So me and my coworkers all gathered around her and the record rep snapped a pic of us. So we got one picture, of all of us together. She uh, then said goodbye to each one of us. And much to our surprise, she remembered our names. She said, goodbye, Steve. Thank you for everything. She uh, it wasn't long after her music was a hit and she was popular and famous. And I just think about whenever I hear about her now, whether it's her performing at the Super Bowl or news about her becoming a mom, it's kind of hard to believe that that young woman I met all those years ago is now worth over a billion dollars and is the U.S.'s youngest self-made billionaire. So wow. I, I do believe she probably still. I would think similar to what she was then, because I think to build something that big, you, you must, you know, I, I like I, the fact that she remembered all of our names as she met us, I think that's probably a, something that She's really helped her. Yes. Yeah. She was able to, she probably took that. Cause I mean, just, but she has come a long way, baby. That's all I can say. <laughs> I love her music myself. I love the one song diamonds in the sky. That was, mm. i when that was popular, I was playing that like every day, four and five times a day. Mm -hmm. It's still a favorite of mine. Yeah, she's she's great, and again, good luck to her on with the the new child. Absolutely, absolutely, best of best of wishes for the mother and the baby's health and safety. So, good luck, Brianna. And that'll wrap up my entertainment news, and I I'm gonna kick it over to Dwayne. He's got something special for you. Now it's time for Music Gems. Well, today in Music Gems, my topic is Diana Ross. And I want to do a little commentary to address something that has happened recently. Miss Diana Ross was nominated for a Grammy for Best Traditional Pop Album for her last latest album, Thank You. I loved the album, Thank You. I thought it was very contemporary and current. She didn't sound dated. She sounded really good in her new settings. And I enjoyed the album. But once again, the Grammy Association has chose to ignore Miss Ross and her contribution to the music world. And it seems a little to me that... Uh, I find the Grammys to be a bit political. It's funny to me that a woman who has sang lead on 18 number one singles and countless top tens and top twenties has never received a Grammy. Well, my opinion on that is why paint the peacock? Miss Ross really doesn't need the Grammy. It might've been satisfying for her to personally receive it, 
but she has millions of fans that are willing to go see her in concert everywhere she appears. She has fans just like me who went out on the day of the release of Thank You and bought it because they knew they would love it because it's Diana. So while it may be, she may be ignored by the Grammys, she really didn't need it because the star that she is and the magnitude of love that her fans have for her says it all. She's a a survivor and she is a wonderful singer, entertainer, and uh, I've enjoyed everything I've ever seen her in or, uh, or heard her record. So today in my music gems, I would like to start out with her best albums. I'm going to start with the Supremes era first, and I'm going to just pick out some of my favorite albums. Hopefully you will agree with me. I would recommend more hits by the Supremes. First of all, this has nothing but heartaches. Stop in the name of love back in my arms again. And it has a treasure trove of some other songs that I really like. The only time I'm happy, he holds his own. I'm so glad heartaches don't last always. I highly recommend this album. I also recommend the I Hear a Symphony album. Diana takes some ballads and some standards, and she does a wonderful interpretation of them. She does the Beatles yesterday. She does Unchained Melody. She also does the Toys Lovers Concerto. And Diana surpasses the toys on this track. Her version is simply much better. And uh, another album that I would recommend is, it's called Supreme's A Go-Go, but it should have probably been Supreme's Sing, some Four Tops classics. Um, Besides the hits, Love is Like an Itching in My Heart and You Can't Hurry Love, Diana covers Shake me, wake me when it's over. Baby, I need your loving. I can't help myself. She also does The Temptations Get Ready, and Nancy Sinatra's boots are made for walking. And I'm sorry, Nancy's doesn't hold a candle to Diana's version. Her version is much better. And then there's the Reflections album. This has always been a favorite album of mine because Reflections, In and Out of Love, and Forever Came Today are on there. But there's also a host of other great songs on this album. Now we're going to take a look at her solo years. And the first album I'm going to look recommend is her first solo album. It's simply entitled Diana Ross, although some reissues will call it Ain't No Mountain High Enough because the hit single Ain't No Mountain High Enough and its six minute plus in original entirety is on this CD, along with Reach Out and Touch Someone's Hand. This album was produced by Ashford and Simpson, and it is one of Diana's most classic albums. It still holds a place in my collection. The next album I'd recommend is Surrender. Uh, This album was also produced by Ashford and Simpson. And besides the hit Surrender, there's Didn't You Know You'd Have to Cry Sometime. There's also Remember Me. Uh, It's a great album, and I highly recommend it as well. 
Next, I'm going to take a look at the Boss album. This was also produced by Ashford and Simpson. The hits, no one gets the prize and the boss are on here. But the album is just a marvelous masterpiece. Who wouldn't love I Ain't Been Licked and All for One and It's My House. Great album. I also would recommend the Swept Away album. Lionel Richie is one of the producers on this album of the song Missing You that was dedicated to Marvin Gaye. Mm -hmm. There is also Swept Away, which was produced by Daryl Hall. And he also very clearly in the ending of it is singing backgrounds on the track. Mm -hmm. And I'd also like to point out that Forever Young is on this album. It's a Bob Dylan song. And Diana takes it and just lifts it into something that once you've heard it, you won't forget it. And I'd like to recommend her Take Me Higher album. That is a really another great album from start to finish. It's probably a little more urban than some of Diana's 70s listeners are used to. But the single Take Me Higher and her cover of Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive is an absolute masterpiece. Mm -hmm. So I hope you will check out some of these Diana Ross albums and enjoy them as much as I do. And now back to you, Steve. Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks. Uh, People need to listen to you. You're an expert on Diana and on music. And a lot of great songs there that people will enjoy. And I tell you what, when you talked about Take Me Higher and and sir, uh, I will survive. You know, you took me back to our club days. <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we had good times there. Um, yeah. I want to just mention to the people that they can find us on Facebook. It's the Shady Pines guys, Steve and Dwayne. That's the group on Facebook. You can catch our uh, podcast on YouTube by looking for Shady Pines guys. Also, our podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Alitu. So uh, check us out in all those places. Subscribe if you're you like on any of those too, because every little click counts and makes us feel good. It's time for As the Bat Turns with Dwayne. Today and As the Bat Turns, I look at the episodes The Perfect Crime and Better Luck Next Time. These were the first episodes with Julie Newmar as the Catwoman. They aired as episodes 19 and 20 of the series they aired on march 16th and 17th 1966 and to me this episode was a standout episode julie's performance of the catwoman is wonderful and she's very beauteous and you can kind of see that her and batman kind of like each other there's some kind of sexual overtones in this you can tell they're you know except for the fact she's bad and he's good that's probably what keeps them apart the story deals with catwoman stealing two gold cats that she pieces together to make a map to find out where the treasure of captain manx is hid she in this episode captures Batman and Robin and tortures them some with walls that are closing in with still spikes that are actually turn out to be plastic. And then she sucks Robin away from Batman and gives Batman a choice that if he opens door number one, he gets her 
or door number two, he gets the tiger. Which one will he pick? So naturally, Batman chose the wrong door with the tiger and ended up having to climb up on the wall with uh, some gadgets from his utility belt. And then he uses his audio knowledge to put out a signal over the, his bat signal to stun the tiger so that he can escape it. Batman finds himself roaming the catacombs of Catwoman's basement of her hideout. Eventually, he finds his way out. But meanwhile, Catwoman has Robin weighed so that she can put enough sand so that when the sand runs out, Robin falls into a pit below filled with tigers. Well, naturally, Batman comes to Robin's rescue and saves him before the tigers eating. And eventually, Julie finds the, or I should say Catwoman, finds the treasure of Captain Manx. And her henchman thinks she's going to share it with him, but she disposes of her henchman and makes away with it on her own. She tries to jump a ravine to get away from Batman and Robin, and she misses the jump. Batman tells her to drop the loot and reach out for the Batarang so that he can save her, or the rope, and she will refuses, Catwoman refuses to let go of the goods she has stolen, and she supposedly falls to her death in the pit below, and Batman and Robin are left feeling kind of sad about it. Well, we know, of course, that Catwoman didn't die. And that in season two, Julie would be back with Catwoman in one of the first episodes of the second season. But this episode was off to a great start. And she, Julie Newmar shows everyone why she was picked to be this character and why she was first choice. She's just tremendous in it, and I couldn't compliment her enough if I tried. So it's very historic episode. This is the first portrayal of Catwoman ever by anyone. Hmm. So check it out. Thanks, Dwayne. That uh, I remember that episode as you got into talk about the with the sand and the weight thing. That was at, at least at the time when I was watching it when I was younger. Very tense episode for sure and with with lions and but the funny thing is now our tigers uh, you know i know you've got a pit of tigers you use for your enemies don't you <laughs> yes i do <laughs> i thought so i knew it <laughs> soap dish well we're gonna keep we're gonna keep Dwayne working today because he's got a soap dish for us today too that he wants to tell us about well today i'd like to start my soap dish with a review of the As the World Turns DVD, the Holden and Lily story. Mm. First of all, I want to say that the producers made a wise choice here, and they only selected episodes in which Martha Byrne plays mm. Lily. So you don't have to worry about buying this and finding Heather Rattray in, in Martha's place because they wisely omitted those episodes and told the story with Holden and Lily as Martha. Hmm. Um, it was a wonderful DVD and it showed their first meeting. And I remember watching it when it first aired and 
Lily was interested in Dusty at that time, and it brought back a lot of memories. Other high points of it were I got to see pieces of the Lucinda cancer storyline, and Elizabeth Hubbard did a marvelous job acting that storyline out. And in this episode, she's supposed to have lost her hair to chemotherapy, but she's wearing a scarf for around her head. And Lily is supposed to be going to marry a guy named Keith. And Lucinda, although obviously sick, tells Lily, don't marry this man. And that was a high point of it. Another episode a little later that they show is Lucinda still lost her hair, but now wearing a wig. And uh, I I thought she did a really great job with that cancer Mm storyline. And another point that I really liked, they showed Rose where she had Mm. taken Lily's place and had been holding hat and caught on that. Lily had been replaced by a lookalike. And for the first time ever, a woman that's been replaced by a lookalike tells her husband, how could you not know it wasn't me? How could you not, how could you be fooled by this imposter and not know something was up? I really love that because in other soaps like The Young and the Restless and Dynasty, the husbands were so stupid that they never suspected it (laughs) might not really be their wife. And I just don't see how somebody could come in and look and sound exactly like someone anyway, except in the Lily story, because it is her identical twin. Mm -hmm. So I applaud the world turns writers for having Lily say, how come you didn't know it wasn't me? You know, why did you go along with this? And of Mm -hmm. course, Holden, tells her he didn't realize it that's another high point another high point of this dvd is we get to see tidbits of stories that you had forgotten about i wish all the episodes from this time period were on dvd dvd to see but the best we have is going on youtube and finding what you can find at any given time but i would highly recommend the Lily and Holden's story to anyone. Like I said, it's all Martha Byrne, no Heather Rattray, no Lucy Deacons, no Noel Beck, all Martha. So you fans that loved Holden and Lily, this is a DVD. If you don't have it, grab it. Also in our soap dish today, I'd like to talk about the shocking choice that Douglas made last Friday on The Bold and the Beautiful. Uh, Thomas and and Hope gave Douglas the choice of which one of them he would pick to live with, and he picked Aunt Steffi, and that's been sending reverbs through the whole Bold and the Beautiful show, because now Steffi's going to have to take Douglas for a while, and looks like Finn isn't exactly in love with the idea. Also on the show going on is the Sheila Love Triangle. They've actually made Sheila the romantic figure for a change because she's with bill because he got her free and she's afraid he would send her back to jail, but she's really in love with Deacon and he's really in love with her. So I'm wondering where this story goes line will go. Will Sheila eventually end up with Deacon or will she stay with bill? We'll have to keep tuning in to see 
And also, I've heard rumors of Brooke and Taylor becoming a romantic couple. I personally hope the writers do not go down this road with this storyline because it's it's a misrepresentation of the gay community. People just don't suddenly wake up at 55 years old and decide they're going to fall in love with somebody of the same sex. You either are or you're not. And if you are gay, you know it from an early age and you're aware of it. To me, I, I if, if Bold and the Beautiful wants to do a lesbian love story, I would rather they bring two new characters in that are lesbians and show their love story. Don't turn a man crazy Brooke mm-hmm. into a, a, a lesbian. That's just my take on it. So back to you, Steve. You know, you mentioned that I'll agree with you on that because it kind of, there's that whole thing with people where they think, Oh, you're only a lesbian because you haven't found the right man. And that exactly. plays into that whole thing that these two were stuck on these men, you know, moving from man to man and can't get one that's permanent. And so they, Oh, they must be lesbians, you know? Yeah. So I agree with you there. Yes. It, it needs to be, a new character or I don't know if they had any young enough or it had to be someone younger who was realizing that they are a lesbian in the, in the normal time period that people do realize that as they're growing up. Yes. You just don't have multiple marriages like Brooke and multiple men and man crazy. And then all of a sudden fall for a woman. That's just totally right. unrealistic. Right. Right. And then, well, then to top it off, you fall for the woman that was probably your 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 Worst biggest enemy, enemy. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dwayne, I wanted to mention something that last uh, episode we were I was talking about. We were talking about uh, how Mike sells potato chips uh, were announced they were closing up there in Ohio. Well, uh, it was announced recently that uh, Cons Chips out of Zanesville, Ohio, bought all the the rights and uh, things for that, and they're already producing. Mike sells chips as we speak. So there, I think the store sold out there quickly when they got word it was going out, but they're already replenishing that stock in the store. So people in those areas can still eat it. And I would recommend anybody, if you want to find them online to try it out, especially I love the green onion and Dwayne likes the uh, no salt chips, but look for Mike sells and, and check them out and try them. Cause you may really like them and, uh, and maybe they'll start selling them nationally. So Dwayne and I can get them where we live now. <laughs> Well, thank you all for tuning in and joining us. This is Dwayne Gregory inviting you to join us again for the Shady Pines guys, Steve and Dwayne. Menswear by Barney's. Jewelry by Monet. Stay tuned for Capital next on most of these stations. The Shady Pines Guys with Dwayne and Steve. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Any unauthorized redistribution or reproduction of heart or all of the contents in any form is strictly prohibited and will result in immediate legal action. We hope you'll join us again for the Shady Pines Guys.